I was desperate and I dealt with that the only way Brits know how. I got blind drunk. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back for another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen from MakeWordsPay.com, the host, as per usual. And we have a very exciting guest on here today because I think this guy, uh, for lack of a better term, really gets it. He is a specialist in uh, cold outreach. He's really a copywriter in disguise. I don't, I don't think he'd really like uh, to be labeled a copywriter. And he's really taken humor and sort of infused it into marketing practices to gain a new clientele. And uh, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but John Buchan, welcome to the show. And it's, uh, thank you very much, man. It's Buchan, but don't worry. Buchan, Buchan, of course. Everyone says it uh, in some way. I, I sometimes get Bouchon as well, which is far. <laughs> that was my second choice, actually. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, welcome to the show. It's, I think this is going to be really good because uh, I learned about you very recently and I loved some of the things you had to say. And I read some of your Reddit posts and so forth from the past. And uh, I think you're just going to have a very exciting thing because a lot of freelance copywriters, which you know, as a big part of our audience, uh, they're not really sure uh, for for a good chunk of time, like how to actually go out and get clients. It seems to be a real big stumbling point. So maybe take us back from the very beginning before you got into all this. What were you doing and how did you end up here? Yeah, so uh, let's see how far I, sh- I should go back. So I've always been in business. So um, I, let me just close this window in a sec. I've always been in uh, business. I left school and uh, had a uh, online business and after a few years decided I wanted to move to London and okay. uh, worked digital marketing agencies basically that was actually probably my first cold email thinking about it I've not said this before but um, I just sent a bullet point list of my skills to uh, the top result in Google for uh, SEO agency London and uh, <laughs> I got an interview and wow. um, within a week I got a job I'd moved down and then over the next few years it wasn't it was a fairly cowboyish agency um i don't know if that's an expression that uh so i i basically went from agency to agency over five years quitting my way to the top uh, and uh, after a while the only job above me was the only job above me was the ceo and i thought i don't think they're going to give me that job type like you know that role so and i also thought i think i can do this better myself there was a lot of tactics that and things that were really not in the client's best interest and I thought I can do this better myself uh, or with my my brother who was my business partner and basically put my notice in and we started an agency and went very well until all of my word of mouth leads dried up and then I realized oh it's really easy to run an agency when you're just given hot warm leads (laughs) I didn't know how to open new business so I was desperate and I dealt with that the only way Brits know how. I got blind drunk and <laughs> I just remember, I can't remember most of that evening, but I do remember uh, I wrote this absurd cold email and in the morning I was still tipsy enough to think it was a wise idea 
to send this to very senior people at big brands, very senior marketing people at places like Red Bull and Pepsi and Symantec and these, you know, these types of you know, giant corporations. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, you know, I don't know if I thought it would work. I don't think I did. I just thought I'd try it. And to my amazement, it worked. I got these amazing complimentary responses. And, and my favorite one succinctly read, my colleague forwarded me your spam email and we would like to meet you. Discuss opportunity, <laughs> which is <laughs> such an oxymoronic sentence. Yeah. And, um, and then other ones saying, like, I never replied to these, uh, but I absolutely, you've made me laugh out loud. I absolutely, absolutely had to reply to you. And I realized every time I sent this email, every time I pressed send to basically a paid board, you know, I purchased data for marketing directors. Mm-hmm. Every time I did it, I got more of these complimentary responses and sales meetings. And I ended up meeting with Red Bull, Hewlett Packard, Symantec, Cisco, Barclays, just countless big brands would reply and, and, and I'd get meetings with. And obviously I wouldn't close all of those, but mm-hmm. I closed enough that it worked. And, and I didn't change that a word of that email for about three years. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I found a magic trick here. <laughs> uh, I didn't do follow-up messages and, and Obviously, after a while, I kind of reverse engineered why that email worked. Right. And one of the things that I recognized is that I remember when I sent it, one of the things I thought was I need to send something different to what everyone else is sending. Because even as someone in digital marketing, I would get cold emails offering me digital marketing. Sure. So I knew what people were sending and I wanted to make something completely different. So I was able to reverse engineer it. Um, I started experimenting with sending direct mail as well. And after about five years of getting these complimentary responses and booking all these meetings, I realized, actually, this is the thing I'm best at, is, is opening doors and, and being able to uh, get calls or meetings with, with just about anyone. And that's when I thought, yeah, actually, this is what I want to do. And we started Charm Offensive, uh, where we do B2B lead generation through LinkedIn, email, direct mail. Um, and then this year, around March, the end of March this year, I started my Facebook group basically on a whim. Um, I, I did a paid call with a, a guy that runs a group called The Cult of Copy, uh, mm-hmm. Colin. Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, you've got something unique enough here. Mm-hmm. I think you could start a group that would be successful. And there was basically that's when I made the decision. I started posting content. And to my amazement, just six months later, the, we've got 5,000 members. I've got an email list now. I'm selling products. And I've basically got a whole new business and I never thought my stupidity would be a problem. <laughs> who, knew, who knew that drunken stupidity would lead to a second business? <laughs> and if I hadn't got drunk in 2012, uh, my life would be very different. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm showing people my very weird way of generating new business, and, and it's working for people, and it's a great feeling for, to, to be able to help people. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that's a very interesting you know, story that you have and that you – did you know sort of get blind drunk and sort of that allowed you to sort of you know think outside the box or or express really maybe who you really are you know as a person and the way you would normally talk to somebody you see so many emails and of course I get these all day long too of uh you know just these sterile you know professional speak uh type emails and it's just like god awful yeah and you know when when I read the first I don't even know what the, the first thing I read of yours was, but I just, I laughed. I know I laughed. And I thought, oh, this guy's just, he's just expressing himself authentically. And I actually had an idea just on the spot. It would be funny to make a cartoon character that's actually the type of person that speaks like, in, you know, in those emails. <laughs> it's actually like that. Yeah. That would be 
it's funny. Sorry, it's <laughs> that's a great idea. He would talk like that in his normal life, and then he would put on another face to, to do marketing or something. Yeah, that is a great yeah. idea. So it was, um, and uh, yeah, I, I came to when I looked at the email, I realized that because I, I never studied copywriting, it's actually something only recently I've properly studied sales right. copywriting as I come to sell products. Right. Um, I was using humor formulas because I've been obsessed with stand-up comedy and sitcoms and you know funny movies. Mm-hmm. So all of those were in built-in as like the, these different formulas and I recognized, oh, that's, that's what I've done throughout this email is right. I keep winning their attention with these, you know, they're quite, you know, it doesn't have to be laugh out loud funny, but Mm-mm. just funnier than all the other inbo- emails in someone's inbox and, and that's what I've achieved. And um, so yeah, it's a weird niche I've carved out for myself and I'm loving it. It just keeps getting crazier. Yeah, I think it's, and I think it's, you stumble on something that perhaps is different for everybody, but the, but for you, it's sort of uh, the same uh, formula I first used when I first started writing emails was I learned from a guy named Matt Fury, who's a sort of a legendary internet marketer. And he uh, basically would tell you, you were supposed to write like you talk. Yeah. And in sort of your case, like you said, you're a big fan of stand up and movie, funny movies and all sorts of sarcasm and stuff, uh, being British, uh, you know, and I'm Canadian, so I, I get a lot of that stuff, too. It's you're just expressing yourself very uh, authentically. And I think that really what that also is what really comes across not only just funny, but you're just not afraid to express yourself. Yeah. Well, for me, I, um, I, I struggle with the opposite. Like I'm always, I always find it curious when there's courses on how to be more authentic. When I'm, for me, <laughs> that's, the most, that's the default setting. Like surely that's the easiest. But for me, I can't do the other way around. Like I can't speak in corporate language. Right. Like if you gave me a copywriting job and you gave me this grand tone of voice, it's really mm. corporate voice. I, I just couldn't do it. So for me, it's the, I'm the other way around. I, that's natural to me, right. and I, I can't do corporate. So um, there's something special too. I think about like the way you choose to express yourself. Of course, is humorously, and there really is something there. Like a lot of marketing things, sometimes especially copywriting, a lot of sales messages, like injecting a little humor, sometimes can be a sort of a risky element depending on who you're talking to. You know, from what I do elsewhere uh, that we talked about as a, as a magician it's really the humor that's driving the whole performance uh, and endearing uh, myself and creating uh, rapport with the audience not so much the tricks or the you know the the medium if you will of what I'm using to express myself uh, I think it's the same for you like there's a some there's a special rapport building thing that goes on when humor is shared between people yeah definitely um, if you can make someone smile or make them laugh especially when they're bored at work Right. Then that's actually going to be out. A, you're going to win someone's attention, and they're actually going to read your message. But also, they're more likely to respond positively if you've made them laugh. Like you've made, them, or even their whole office laugh out loud. Yeah. They're more likely going to they're going to hit reply than if you send a you know just a general generic email. And uh, especially if the the humor is aimed at yourself or aimed at the situation where you're just sort of joking about you know because. There's a lot of um, emails where they kind of hide away from the fact that this is, you know, that this is a cold email. Whereas I'm, in, in my first emails, I would say, I've, "Hi, I'm John. Uh, greetings, uh, Joe. <laughs> you've never heard of me. Uh, I'm John. I got your data from a list. Gasp! But uh, hey, at least you're list worthy. That's got to be worth something, right? So I'm complimenting them the fact that they're on a list. And I brought up like, who else starts an email like that? Most emails start with, "Do you have this problem?" or you know, this infomercial tone, I went straight in with, yeah, I got your data from a list. Like, and as soon as you say that, 
you know, the walls come down. Like, this is the most, like, no one else has messaged me like this. And uh, that, that refreshing honesty is really effective in, in, in sales, for sure. It is. It is. Because it just cuts through all that sort of, like, pretending, yeah. you know, that you're not doing what you're actually doing. Yeah, it's, uh, I've actually tried this taking it further as well for actually when I'm doing proposals um, or if I'm in a, a meeting and I'm going through prices, mm-hmm. I'll actually say the price and I'll go, well, I've, I, this is deliberately inflated because I know you're going to negotiate me down. <laughs> and I, I had one client say, I, I said to a client, like, should I just put the normal price in? He was like, no, 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 let's play the game. Let's have- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to completely lowball you. So... <laughs> It, there is this kind of dance that we do that doesn't really need to be there. And it, 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 I, I kind of just make fun of it. And because, um, you know, we're, we're all just people at the end of the day. We don't have to have this big pretense. And I, I think that's the magic trick is that you don't have to, you don't have to go through with it. Yeah, by calling attention to it, the elephant in the room kind of thing, you've exposed yeah. it and then it disappears. Exactly, exactly. So let's let's go into more, uh, like you, you've, uh, you know, elucidated a few uh, sort of tricks that you're using, if you will. Because we have, like I said, we have a large, you know, audience uh, comprised of a lot of freelancers. And this is the one thing I hear. In fact, I get daily emails probably about this. Is like, you know, people have heard, you know, prospecting versus, you know, um, positioning themselves and all this kind of stuff. But I think the best way when you're starting out, and in fact, most people I've ever heard of doing anything service-based starting out is they're out, they're outreaching to people. Yeah. And uh, they don't like to talk about that part because it came at the very beginning and they sort of now position themselves as some sort of guru who, who was like a magnet. But yeah. at the beginning, you know, they were reaching out to people. So uh, what are some of the best ways, like you said, obviously using humor, you had this one email that went uh, for three years running, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what are some of the elements people should be putting in their emails to make that connection with people in a very authentic way? Well, the, well, the first, first and foremost, and I, I've used a very similar email to get people as many job interviews as they want. Um, uh, like, like someone wanted to work in marketing, they had no experience, uh, but they got a job at a marketing agency and they got like 13 or 14 interviews. And uh, in that email, you know, there's lots of tricks, for, like, you, you know, there's lots of humor in there and stuff that mm-hmm. I, I knew would work, but it was honest about the level of experience they had. Like, I didn't, we didn't pretend that they were these veterans. It was... Right. I, going to be taking a chance but you get to mold me into the perfect employee so you can you can take your weakness put it on you know make it call out the elephant in the room but turn it into an advantage and that's a huge thing and then there's other things like uh, when you're making an ask I always sugarcoat it so Mm -hmm. one of my lines from the original email is uh, if you agree to meet with me I will take you for coffee or lunch or tequila shots and promise to be somewhat entertaining if you're lucky, I may even wear a top hat. And <laughs> the, way, the way I look at that is, is uh, that there's a formula of a joke there is it called a triple. Uh, and it's basically, uh, obviously, coffee, that's sensible. Lunch, that's sensible. Tequila shots, that's completely absurd. Mm-hmm. So I was up against loads of agencies that have got uh, much fancier offices, uh, ostensibly better case studies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds better. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> more staff, bigger, better client lists, you know, they had all, more awards, all that stuff I had on, as an advantage. Uh, but they, no one else has offered to take them for tequila wearing a top hat. Like, there's all the other agencies <laughs> and me that kind of remember me for good or ill, mostly for, for good. So sugarcoat your requests. And if it's a phone call, I'll often say, 
Uh, if you agree to a seven-minute call with me, just because seven's an unusual number, mm-hmm. um, uh, I will sweeten the deal by telling you either the lamest joke I know or some random trivia about my hometown that you'll find borderline fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes that request. So instead of it sounding like a hard sell, um, you've turned that into, oh, well, because the job of a cold email is not to sell every feature and benefit of your, it's to sell the idea that a a call with you or a meeting with you is not a terrible use of their time. And this turns into, uh, and I also say, I'll give you some ideas you're free to steal. So with that, instead of it being like, I'm going to be hard sold to, it's like, oh, this is going to be a fun call and I might get some ideas for free. You know, that, and he's made me laugh. That, that the more, you know, you can see how that's going to be far more enjoyable and they might, they're going to say yes to that request over, oh, I'm going to be grilled by the salesman. So it, it, it's being, put, putting your cards on the table, sugarcoating your requests, and then there are joke formulas that you can use that anyone can use. So uh, one is the triple that I just went through. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another called the triple reverse. And I, I used this actually to get on um, the Kevin Rogers podcast. I okay. started with, I wanted to uh, introduce myself in a way that showed I was interesting, witty, and clever. Alas, I wrote this email instead. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately you get a smile, you get a laugh, and you, basically you're just winning people's attention. So the way it works is you make someone smile or make them laugh, and then you can put your little pitch in. Let me get down to brass tacks, talk about your business. Then you make them laugh again. Then you can do another ask. So basically, you just keep winning someone's attention with these little, you know, fairly, doesn't have to be laugh out loud funny, mm-hmm. but just kind of smirk-worthy stuff. That gets their attention. And then when they're smiling, if you think about it as they're reading it, they're reading your requests while they're smiling or they're laughing. They're going to be mm-hmm. more palatable. It's like a little grace period or force field that you've created for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, if people want specifics, um, if you search for found the ferret, uh, the hashtag, hashtag found the ferret on Twitter. Okay. Some people have scanned the letters that I used to send out, uh, which mm. used to scare the hell out of me. I didn't want this message getting out. Um, <laughs> but now it's good. It proves that it, that it works. So I started sending it as a direct mail piece. If you search for that hashtag, found the ferret on Twitter, mm-hmm. you'll be able to see the, the, the exact copy so you can uh, replicate it. Sorry if I rambled on a bit there. No, no, that's fantastic. Exactly what we want to know. So you're basically creating these little like almost pattern interrupts. <clears throat> you're, you're getting the normal, like most people would send that without those things in there. So they just get this boring email yeah. of like pitching your services or whatever. Uh, but you've created these little pattern interrupts, like you said, these, which I loved, uh, smirk worthy uh, sort of little uh, yeah. tidbits you're, you're, you're sprinkling in amongst the to you, the important stuff, I guess. I, yeah, I think the um, <clears throat> I'd, I'd labeled it because I didn't know the term pattern interrupt until mm-hmm. uh, I think earlier this year. And as soon as I heard the term, I was like, I think that might be what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 that sounds like it. it I can, and it turned out to be true. And then I, I coined humor interrupt. I think it's the best kind of pattern interrupt. It's right. you're giving someone a nice feeling remotely. And I think that's the best first impression you can make. And, um, the other thing about this approach is it looks really personable, even if it's not super. I got away with sending the same email, other than the first name changing, uh, for a long time. It kind of just looks personable. It looks like a one-to-one exchange, even though um, it, it's not. And um, mm. there's just a way of writing that's that, that resonates. And and the other benefit is people respond and they'll try and make you laugh, or they'll respond in the same informal tone. So already you're talking in a different way. You're not talking in business language. You're talking like you know each other. I think that's a huge advantage. And people actually look forward to the call that you're going to have rather than just agreeing to it. Yes. 
Yes. No, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's a very important thing. It's like this, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the book, but uh, there was a book that came out many years ago where the guy advocated being 100% honest at all times. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he said that while that is incredibly difficult, he said that immediately when he was like that, it freed up everyone else to be like that. Yeah. And so that's exactly what you're doing in a way you're, you're because you're incorporating humor and you're making people laugh and stuff. They're coming back and it's just more casual and more real basically. Yeah. And, I, and I think a lot of, and I, and I use this especially to get in touch with uh, like for big brands. That was my thing. I really wanted to work with big brands at, at the time. Right. And um, I think a lot of them kind of liked that I wasn't putting them on a pedestal. You know, mm-hmm. they are just people and they get, they must get so many emails that, you know, that, that have scoured their LinkedIn profile to find something that they've got in common with them. Mm-hmm. And I think people can sniff that out, like, you know, pretending that you like kayaking. To, to <laughs> <laughs> what if I like, do like kayaking, John? Come on, man. You can imagine a scenario where you've done it, someone's done it once, and then they, you, oh, there's the thing. I can talk about that subject line, kayaking. Um, so, and I think people, I think they kind of, you know, just like to be spoken to normally. And uh, I think there's like a bit of the assumptive, and it, I think people kind of like the um, outlandishness of it as well. It's like it shows a bit of daring. and yeah, It's brazen, yeah. Yeah, it shows some confidence. There might be some positioning there as well. I might be extrapolating here way too much, but um, I think there's something there. And in, in they just like to be spoken to uh, normally. And um yeah, it's it's completely different to the approach where I've seen people that literally are, are petrified of putting a smiley face in an email. And it's like, I don't know how we got, how we got to this point where uh, it's kind of like double lives almost, where people are writing in this, this weird way. I, I think it might be PR agencies over the last few decades have taught this kind of double talk. Uh, I didn't say that right, but I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm hoping one by one, we can make business communication more uh, human. Yeah. Well, I think it has, there's a lot of parallels to a lot of different sort of fields, you know. I mean, this is the same thing that I would think uh, occurs in dating, you know. Yeah. People are looking for the perfect thing to say uh, to know the member of the opposite sex to, to sort of unlock that conversation and, and get things started. It's almost the same thing because they're looking for, they're looking to say something magical where like the music comes on in the background and your hair yeah. blows to the side, you know, and you sweep that person off their feet or whatever. It works much better just doing kind of what you're doing, which is just being real and just talking like you would normally talk and just not putting, uh, putting it on a pedestal, just saying, hey, what's up? Here's the deal, you know, here's yeah. who I am. Shows confidence. I, I think, yeah, people can detect when you're being tentative and, and hesitant and it's not an enjoyable uh, exchange. Whereas this, uh, you know, not everyone's going to like it. Like I did get a response once and this was recent. I think this was, this was this year mm-hmm. and, um, where I got a reply saying, congratulations, this is the worst sales and marketing email I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> Before I could even reply, a minute later, he sent a follow-up saying, but the irony is not lost on me that I've replied to you. <laughs> that was brilliant so yeah i think people are worried about getting those negative replies and my response to that is well if you're sending cold emails you are interrupting someone's day it's not as bad as a cold call right. but so no matter what you do you're going to get some replies like that uh, mm-hmm. it, but if you do write in a more human way and you are trying you know uh, adding some humor and especially if you do personalize a lot more um you have a much higher chance of someone replying positively to you 
Um, <laughs> and also for me, it, 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 it's self-selection. Like I have a really silly LinkedIn profile of me. Uh, I'll admit, photoshopped rescuing a basket of kittens and a baby from a burning building. <laughs> and people have said, aren't you worried that people are going to go, I'm not dealing with him. He's clearly not professional. And, and for me, it's like, no, that's, that's exactly the point. It's self-selection. Um, yeah. If someone does have that opinion, I don't really want to work with them. Um, I have standards. Like my detractors, I have standards too. They're just right. different standards. And uh, the, the boring people can go and work with other boring people. Uh, B2B doesn't have to be boring <laughs> to boring. Is <laughs> yeah, boring to boring. That's a good way of putting it. Exactly. <laughs> John, what are some reasons, you know, if people want to do want to uh, get some of the teachables of humor down sure. and they don't want to seem like a, uh, you know, a vanilla milkshake, what, uh, where, what should they be reading? What should they look into? Well, well, first and foremost, uh, the group on Facebook called Charm Offensive. I've heard, I've heard they're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. They're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure entirely if they're fly-by night. <laughs> and I heard he saved a bunch of kittens from a burning building, so it can't be that bad. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, John Buchan, and uh, charm-offensive.co.uk. Uh, I'm actually going to start. Uh, as of today, actually, I've started writing on my blog, so there'll be material on there. If people don't, uh, you know, some people don't like Facebook, uh, right. I'll be posting a lot more on there. Um, outside of my stuff, there is a great book. I'm going to butcher the name now. Uh, called the Serious Joke Writer's Guide, I think, and it's by someone called I think it's Judy. Is the is the, is, is the, the name? Okay. The Serious Joke Writer's uh, Guide, I believe it is called, and you can get that on Amazon. Um, that's really good. Uh, but in general, really, the best thing is to watch stand-up comedy more, watch comedy more, and it kind of, you know, it, the more and more you watch it, the more ingrained those sort of, you know, punchlines will become and the formulas will, will just become natural. Um, that combined with, um, uh, you know, going to the, the, the Charm Offensive group and learning the sort of humor formulas, mm-hmm. you'll start to, you know, and just writing more, you know, just practice writing. Uh, you'll get better at it. So that book from Amazon, join Charm Offensive and, and watch more comedy and uh, you'll be able to you know, get better at writing in this disarming style for sure. Or just rip my letter off or just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just rip that off and change the uh, references slightly. Uh, that can be your shortcut if you, if you insist, but I would <laughs> Who are some of your uh, biggest comedy influences, John? Oh yeah, there's, uh, there's loads. So uh, as far as just like being really good with jokes, Jerry Seinfeld, um, just a great jokes craftsman. Um, I like Bill Hicks is a mm-hmm. someone I, I, I liked a lot. Uh, Bill Burr, uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, uh, love those those guys. Uh, but also the, the the writer Hunter S. Thompson. Um, right. You know his book Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, and he also has books of uh, just his letters that he's written. Right. And that kind of style, because he was the, the thing I admired about him. And there's so few people like this where they're the same person to everyone. Right. Literally to their mother, they're, you know, obviously slightly different, but pretty much the same person. And there's only him that I know of and like that. So check out uh, his books as well. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he is good. Dude. One, one interesting thing about Hunter S. Thompson that I heard, because I have a friend who's like a Hunter S. Thompson, like aficionado. And he said that uh, Hunter S. Thompson <clears throat> actually uh, hand uh, copied yeah. books of like Hemingway. And stuff yeah, like and that. he got yeah. fired doing that. Yeah, that's it. He got fired for typewriter, yeah, copying on a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah just look at there's a great video online for people who want to go look i think i think it's all probably on youtube where he 
I think it's Conan O'Brien is out there visiting him when he was still alive and they're shooting off cannons or something. Or There's a, actually, he's got a, a great uh, line that I just remembered uses a joke formula where he's, I think he's at one of the universities and he said, uh, I hate to recommend alcohol, drugs, insanity, but it's worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> there is another triple reverse for you. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Well, I, I really want to thank you for coming on the show, John. You've been uh, a pleasure to talk to. You're obviously very funny. And you should do some stand-up. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, I keep threatening I'm going to do it again. And I want to I would love to see some stuff from you that talks about the uh, world of magic and how it relates to coffee. I'd love to see that, man. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to. Uh, so we both got our homework cut out for us. Put you on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, li- likewise. I want to I see, uh, I want to I know where you're performing next, John. Uh, and uh, yeah, r- real pleasure having you on the show. Wish you the best for people, you know, charm offensive, of course. What was that hashtag to people looking up uh, stuff on? Found the ferret. Okay. Found, hashtag found the ferret. And uh, you'll see a few people have scanned that letter in. And uh, uh, yeah, so see, have, take a look. Excellent. For everybody else, that's the wrap for this week. We'll be back again with another exciting guest next week. Until then. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.